to the Diabetes Goddess podcast, and I'm your host, Barb Wagstaff. This podcast focuses on the fact that you're more than your carb-to-insulin ratios or your time and range. Your diabetes may vary. Please remember that while I've played a doctor in real life for years, I'm not a medical professional, and any opinions expressed on this podcast do not replace medical advice. Please remember to always consult with your doctor before making any changes to your diabetes care. One of the reasons I think people have referred to me as the diabetes goddess is because of the connections that I have. Not only have I managed to amass a relatively decent grasp of diabetes therapy over the years, I've been so blessed to have met so many incredible people over the years. And I wanted to take a bit of time today to talk about a person a being, something that I think is really important to people living with diabetes. And you may or may not have met him or her, but Rufus, the bear with diabetes, played a huge role in our lives at the very beginning. And I think he actually still has a role to play even in the lives of adults. And let me kind of explain why I think that. I don't know if you're familiar with Rufus. Rufus is the bear with diabetes. If you have ever received a JDRF welcome bag, you've probably met Rufus or his sister, Ruby. And they're just sweet, incredible little bears that have patches where you can put uh, injection sites, infusion sets, spots for testing their blood sugar levels. And Rufus was created many years ago now. I'm saying it's probably been over 20 years at least. And he was created for a little boy who had type 1 diabetes so that he didn't feel so alone. His mom, Carol Kramer, created this bear and she brought him to, I believe it was the Russ Bear Company. I believe it's Russ Berry. Anyways, you can contact her or check out the, the story online to see how he came to be. But long story short, Carol decided that her son needed this bear, created this bear, and then wanted to share him with other children living with diabetes. And I came across Rufus through the Children with Diabetes website many years ago. Rufus was traveling all over the world, literally. The CWD parents had gotten together and they created this traveling Rufus and and his tales. And I don't know if it still exists, but you used to be able to go on the Children with Diabetes website and you could actually look back at the chronicles because every place that Rufus went There was a diary that went with him and people were asked to document his travels and some of them sent the pictures and information back to either the parent mailing list or to Jeff Hitchcock and he was able to put them up on his website. And it was just incredible to see the joy that Rufus brought to so many families. And then Carol was able to get those Rufus bears not only just to travel around all over the world, and and he actually went to space. If you ever Google it, Rufus went to space at, at one point. He was actually brought on board and he left and, and came back. And there's a little Rufus in a spacesuit. It's just an incredible story. And I 
was honored to meet Carol just a little bit before Rufus went to space. I had seen, as I said, the Rufus bear. And I live in Canada, so we didn't have access to the JDRF bags of hope at this point. And I purchased a bag, or I didn't purchase a bag of hope. I purchased the Rufus bear for my son because we lived in a very small community. He was the only person in that community that I knew of that had type 1 diabetes at his age. So he was relatively alone. He didn't know a lot of people who were getting finger pricks or were getting injections or anything like that. So I thought this was a fabulous way for him to feel less alone. So I purchased my Rufus bear. And then over time, I was lucky enough to be able to contact Carol Kramer herself. And we had some incredible lengthy phone conversations. There was an instant connection when I when she called me. It was just like talking to your long lost best friend. So I was really blessed to have been able to make that connection. And together we decided to bring some bears to Canada. So Carol generously sent up a number of Rufus bears and I was able to get some funding to pay to bring up some more Rufus bears through our local Lions Club. We gave out a number of Rufus and Ruby bears throughout the province that I live in. It was incredible. It was so rewarding. We took some to clinics. I had some that I had kept and I, we, my son and I delivered them and gave them out personally. I had people that were mailing me, asking me for their Rufus or Ruby bear for their best friends. It was so heartwarming. It was so wonderful to be able to do this because Rufus and Ruby just gave people connections and it didn't matter their age. There were some teenagers that desperately needed it. There were small children that desperately needed it. There were some adults that just loved the idea of this bear. Over time, I was able to put Carol in contact with the JDRF here in Canada. And now many of you have probably received your welcome packages here in Canada and a variety of other places. I believe the UK does them as well. And of course, in the US, you can get your bag of hope or welcome bag. I'm not even sure what they're called anymore. And often you still get a lovely little plush creature. Maybe you still get a Rufus bear or a Ruby bear. They're just so sweet and cuddly and just represent that innocence that you had before your diagnosis. And that's part of my reason for sharing this whole story of, of Rufus and Ruby and, and my connection is because I feel like that bear was so important and remains so important for so many people because he shows you that you're not alone. And in part, that's why I wanted to do this podcast so people understand that they aren't alone. I don't live with diabetes. I'm lucky, I guess. I don't have to test my blood sugars on a regular basis. I don't have to inject insulin. I instead worry about my son. My son's an adult now, as many of you know. He does his own checking. He does his own bolusing. He does his own carb counting. I just get the occasional phone call saying, Mom, this is going wrong. What's wrong? Mom, I've been really sick. Mom, I've been really high. Mom, I've been really low. And they're not frequent. Most, free, most recent one was, Mom, every time I do 
shoulders, a shoulder exercise, when I'm doing weights, when I'm focused on my shoulders, shoulder day, why my blood sugar is high. So mom goes out and searches and talks to to some of my amazing connections who have done weightlifting and we go back and forth to try and find him a solution. But for the most part, he does these things on his own. But he's not alone because he knows he can always reach out to me. And over the years, that's maybe that's another reason for the diabetes goddess is I have always felt that connection and I've always wanted to be the person that when you're having problems, you could come to me and and we try and work it out together. And hopefully I've been able to help many people over the years. I know there's some that have reached out, whether it's, it's through a variety of things. Maybe it's just listening to a podcast. Maybe it's reading something that I've written on a blog post or seeing something in social media. But hopefully I have helped you to feel a little bit less alone. Because even though I don't have diabetes myself, I understand that feeling of loneliness when blood sugars and just diabetes care becomes overwhelming. As I say, for a lot of years, I was the parent. Well, I still am the parent of a person with diabetes. It's just not a child with diabetes anymore. But when I was totally in the trenches, I was responsible for his blood sugar levels 24-7. It was basically just me. It was stressful. And being the parent, I would often feel like a total failure because his blood sugar levels are too high or his blood sugar levels are too low and I can't get them fixed. And what am I going to do? And where do I go? How do I turn? Why doesn't this work? What am I, I'm doing, what am I doing wrong? I feel like I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything that they told me and it's not working. What do I do? What do I do? And you get in that spiral and it can become so overwhelming. And there'd be times where I take Rufus or local pillow whatever I had nearby and it would be dark and I'd be waiting for that maybe the 11 o'clock check for my son because I wouldn't go to bed until I tested him at 11 and then I get up throughout the night and I test him again that was my choice but that's how I maintained good control when he was younger and even through his teen years we never did have a CGM I always used to say that it was a continuous glucose mom that he had because I would be the one checking. But sometimes during those nights, those, you know, the dark nights of the soul, as they say, those times when things were just so overwhelming, I would hold on to Rufus in the dark, in my living room, waiting to be able to check. And that's when I would let things go and I would just cry. I would cry because I couldn't fix it. And I wouldn't just cry for him and for us. Whenever I go to a conference or read someone's post, you may not believe it, but I do. I I cry for each one of them because I feel like as a parent, you want to parent all of them. You don't want to parent them, but you want to take take it away. I want to take diabetes away and that pain and that stress from every person that I encounter that's going through it. It so breaks my heart 
And again, you could say, yeah, right. Nice, nice talk, lady. But really? If you know me, you know that, yeah, really. If there was something that I could do that would help, I would. And I do try. I try to be the one that will listen. I try to be the one that makes the connections when people reach out and say, hey, I'm having a problem with this or I can't get a hold of this person or I need to whatever. I've been blessed. I have a lot of amazing people that I'm able to reach out to and that I'm able to share and help make those connections. But not everyone has that. And I totally get that. And maybe you don't feel that you have that. But I hope that you have a Rufus that you can hold on to and maybe cry into. Or you have a dog that you can walk with and share the highs and the lows literally with. Maybe you call your mom like my son will and vent to her. Or you call up your brother, your sister. Or maybe you're really lucky you have an amazing partner who will listen to you and just hold that space for you. Maybe they don't all get it. Because I know when it comes to diabetes, I had a lot of people in my life who were kind and who would do anything for me, but they didn't get it. They didn't live it. They didn't understand my parent guilt. They didn't understand the highs and the lows and how to deal with it. But I had this amazing online community. And back in the day, before we had Facebook and text messaging and all that grand stuff, we had this incredible support system called the Children with Diabetes Parent Mailing List. And they had a, a forum as well. And you could go and you would pour your heart out in an email. And there was always someone online who understood. And you made some great connections. There are many people from those days that I still keep in contact with now. Maybe now it's on social media. Some of them through text messaging. And they understand. And those connections are so valuable because we have that shared experience. I would often reach out to the parents who actually were living with diabetes themselves because I felt that they better understood my child and could help me better understand my child because they'd been in the trenches. They had been a teen with diabetes. They had been there. They understood in ways that I couldn't. So it was important for me to reach out to them. And it's so important that you have someone that you can reach out to. And I truly hope that you found that. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't give up. You will find that connection. Maybe it's in a Rufus bear. Maybe Rufus is the one. You know, his patches, his injections. Maybe he gets you. That's fine. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe it's your partner. Maybe it's that person that you've never met who's on the other side of an online chat. Once upon a time, that was horrible and creepy and weird. And when we first started doing it, they were the imaginary friends. Never did I imagine 
20 years ago, some of those imaginary friends would remain incredible connections today. Many of them I've met, but there's some that I haven't. There's some incredibly special people out there that are still on my bucket list to meet. I will absolutely meet my friend Karen one day. I've no doubt. We share children with diabetes. Our children were diagnosed on the same day, different years. And we've shared a lot over the years as parents. And she's absolutely one of those people that, you know, when the when I can travel freely again and we will make that connection. We will meet in real life. It's on my absolute bucket list to do this. It's going to happen. And there's so many others that I would love to be able to connect with again and to hug again. There's absolutely nothing better than connecting with those people who get it, with your people. Because diabetes is so much more than just those finger pricks, injections, infusion sets, choosing the right insulin pump, choosing the right insulin. Diabetes is so much more than that. It takes such a toll on your mental health. And then the joy of it all, your mental health, blood sugar levels, high blood sugar levels will cause you can cause depression. Great. Now I'm depressed and I get high blood sugar levels. It becomes this vicious circle. So it's so important to have a way out of that circle, to have a support when you're in that circle, to have someone who can, maybe you need someone to just say, hey, did you look at this time period? Maybe you need to focus here. Did you look at this food? Did you look at this exercise? This is how it impacts me. Maybe it impacts you in a similar way. Maybe you need to check this or that. It can be great to have someone who can give you that objective options. Maybe that's your diabetes team. Maybe it's a friend with diabetes. Maybe it's someone else who lives with diabetes who can give you different ways to look at things. But equally, it's important to have that person who says, I've got you. Vent. Let it out. Hate diabetes this day. Hate it all. Cry. Laugh about some of it. Whatever you need to do. I hope there's someone there that's your person, that's your Rufus. Maybe it is just Rufus. I'd love to know. DM me. Let me know. Who is your Rufus? Do you have a Rufus? Who's that person in your life that you're able to go to? And if you haven't found that person yet, keep searching. Use your dog, use your cat, your goldfish, use your Rufus bear. But make sure that you do let it out. The frustrations. And it's not even just the frustration. Sometimes it can be the sick little quirky things that make you laugh. I don't know if it's right to call it sick, but I remember, you know, we would have conversations on the parent list about gushers. You know, those infusion sets or those times that you're you're checking a blood sugar level and you hit something that just squirts across the room and you have blood everywhere. 
remember one time checking my son's blood sugar levels and it literally squirted across the table, landed in my son, my other son's soup. It's kind of sick. We thought it was absolutely hilarious. We laughed and laughed. Got rid of the soup. But we laughed. Another time my son had a gush gusher, you know, like where the blood just pours. I thought that he was never going to stop bleeding. And he was small and I couldn't, you know, make this to be something as terrifying as it looked because every piece of gauze and blood I put on this infusion site, it just continued to just be soaked. It was, t I was sure he was going to bleed to death. I was getting terrified. It eventually stopped, but, and then I had to make it something fun and funny for him because, you know, oh, look at all the blood. Oh, oh, we'd be a great crime scene. Like, look at all the blood we've got everywhere. And, you know, you had to kind of pass it off. So to be able to share those stories, the laughs, they're a little bit quirky, a little bit odd. And the times when I can't bring that blood sugar up. I've been up all night. I can't bring that blood sugar up or I can't bring that blood sugar down. Now he's getting sick. I need to check for ketones. What am I going to do? Make sure that you have someone. Someone that you can share with someone who will understand and let me know who that is I'd love to know I hope that today's show has helped you in some way maybe it provided you with a tip something to think on or just simply made you feel a little less isolated in the world of diabetes Please make sure that you subscribe to the Diabetes Goddess podcast in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening so that you don't miss another episode. While you're at it, if you found some value in the show, I'd really appreciate it if you would rate it on iTunes or simply tell a friend about this show and how much you've enjoyed this podcast. Wishing you all fabulous blood sugar levels until we meet again. Mm -hmm.